My name is Sam Tabar. Uh, I uh, run strategy at AirSwap. Mm-hmm. AirSwap is a decentralized exchange. Um, in the uh, there's been a lot of headlines these days about centralized exchanges and all the front running that's going on and all the scamming that's going on and all the hacks going on in centralized exchanges. Centralized exchanges is really an old world solution mm-hmm. to the new world that we're currently living in. With the with blockchain technology, you don't need a centralized exchange. You could actually use a decentralized exchange to make trades, uh, whether it's tokens or whatnot. So we have designed the purest form of a peer-to-peer decentralized exchange platform. And uh, we just know that that's going to be quite thematic this year. This year will be the year of decentralized exchanges. And, uh, and we're really uh, proud to be positioning ourselves for that. Uh, the people who are behind uh, AirSwap, um, we have a fantastic team that's uh, getting close to around uh, 17 people. And everyone here are, are absolute rock stars. Um, our co-founders, uh, Don Mazaitis and, and Michael Oved. Michael Oved uh, is a uh, graduate of Carnegie Mellon in uh, mathematics and uh, built the Asia portion of Virtu Financial, which was a high-frequency trading firm. Mm. He was there for many years, and uh, he helped IPO that company for $2.5 billion. Um, it was a very high-profile um, situation. And then um, Don Mazaitis built a product that was eventually sold to Google and also a Carnegie Mellon graduate in computer science. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and myself, um, I, uh, I used to run Capital Strategy for a Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I was running uh, marketing for um, a large Asia hedge fund, which was built to become the, the largest out of Asia Pacific. Okay. And before that, I was a, a lawyer for a, a law firm in New York called Skadden Arps. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't graduate from Carnegie Mellon. I, I went to uh, Columbia and um, Oxford University. So definitely a lot of people from the kind of more uh, – well, let's say the traditional world. I, I don't know if, if that if that's true or not. But well, in, the, well, in the crypto in the crypto opinion, probably anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could see what you mean. I think with respect to Michael that he Michael that he was you know that's more like fintech. Yeah, and and Don is definitely more on the tech side, and I'm I'm probably more on the old finance side. <laughs> so just uh, to go back a step, just for anyone who doesn't entirely understand. What is a what is a centralized exchange? Um, I mean, if you want to use historical examples or just jump straight into the crypto example, it's fine with me. But uh, what is it and, and why would I need it? Well, a centralized exchange basically is where everybody goes to meet in this place and a one-centered place where they make trades. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, you know, there are exchanges, traditional exchanges like NASDAQ and mm-hmm. so on. But in the crypto world, this has uh, this kind of solution where people make trades with each other has uh, really left um, people really uh, in, in many ways in the lurch. So what happens here? You, you've probably heard of examples of Mountain Gox, Mount Gox, and, and so on. You, you you see you hear about all these centralized exchanges where there are, people are being front run. Uh, there, are, there are hacks that are going on. People are losing money as a result of this. And you really do not need, um, as mentioned earlier, you really do not need a centralized exchange to make trades, especially with blockchain technology. You could, you could have trades that are self-executed um, through these things called an atomic swap. Mm-hmm. And 
with respect to that technology, you could have a peer-to-peer exchange where people can make trades without a middleman. Really, the, the mission of Airswap is to take out the middleman. That's basically the ethos of the company and the mission statement is just take out the middleman so you and I can make a trade with each other without somebody in between us. So I guess the obvious first question for some people might be, if you're taking out the middleman, who are you? Well, we're just a platform where people meet yeah. each other. So you, you, you've heard of Craigslist, for example. Sure. Yep. Right. So Craigslist is not really a middleman. So you, we are finding each other mm-hmm. on a type of search or index on Craigslist. And I buy from you and you buy from me or I buy from you or you sell from me or, or vice versa. But there's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Craigslist is the middleman in that yeah. instance. And sure. it's the same thing with AirSwap. Airsoft in many ways is similar to that. And so, um, I mean, I would, if, if we want to continue the Craigslist example for a second, I, I mean, I know they haven't solved the problem either, but um, how could a decentralized exchange help stop a lot of the, 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 the problems that uh, centralized exchanges have experienced and created themselves. Yeah, no, of um, course. So for, yeah. for example, yeah, there, there, there are a couple of examples for that. Okay. So a decentralized exchange is not a target for hackers mm-hmm. because there's no central focal point. There's no, pla- there's no place where there is, you know, um, a central place where there's all, all the money that's parked and all the trades are being done. If a hacker got into that, then that would be quite lucrative for that hacker. There is no lucrative targets in a decentralized exchange because there is no central order book um, and there is no place where all the money, the money is being custodied. So Airswap does not have, we don't custody anyone's money and there's no uh, order book to be hacked. So it's, it's just not a target. So it's like I mean, it's like going going back to yeah. the Craigslist example. Imagine going to to Craigslist and and what what do you rob at Craigslist? Well, really nothing because Craigslist yeah. is not holding anything. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But of course, continuing that analogy, I mean, I can rob a, uh, someone who listed on Craigslist. That's so absolutely are you, right. Are you but intending to have any precautions? To, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, I think you were just you were going right there. Exactly. Yeah. The, the 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 value of the target is, um, I mean, if you're going to try to target somebody on Craigslist for selling a pair of jeans to you, mm. then that's yeah. that's um, somewhat sad. Well, <laughs> for I the mean, future. yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole other conversation, <laughs> but yeah, right, <laughs> right. But if if you have like a few million dollars, yeah. that's a more attractive target, and that's why hackers go after centralized exchanges as opposed to decentralized exchanges. The effort to, to hack somebody in a decentralized exchanges is just not worth it. So you're going to set like maximum trade limits, or is this kind of designed for the the, the more amateur to semi professional trader than? Well, there, in in time, there will be uh, more professional. Uh, traders involved in our swap, and we certainly have conversations going on with that. But it, for the, in the in the meantime, before these professional traders come on board, it, it'll be uh, non-professional traders. Okay, but in in, a, in any case, a, a, hacking a single ex- trade is much less valuable than yeah. hacking a centralized yeah. where all the the hub of trades are. Yeah, and um, so. Let's just break apart the centralization versus the decentralization. Is the sure. Is the marketplace also centralized or is the marketplace going to be decentralized somehow as well? 
Well, the, the marketplace, you mean the indexer? Well, so, the, 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 let's just call them the listings for sake of a yes. better word. So that's centralized. Yeah. That information yeah. is, is centralized. And you need you need AST, which is uh, the, the, the token of AirSwap, to list on the index, on the indexer. Right. Okay. So the, the trade happens through a, like a, a, third, a third token. The um, well, no. So what happens is, so you, you take AST tokens, and you you have the uh, ability to list um, your token that you want to trade. People mm-hmm. find you, um, and then there is something called an oracle. Yeah. The oracle yeah. makes uh, suggested prices on that token, but they're not binding. So it's up to you whether you want to follow the oracle suggestions or not. Mm-hmm. And you can make the negotiation off chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you decide what the price is, you make you uh, do the trade on chain through an atomic swap, and it just automatically uh, happens and clears. And uh, mm-hmm. there's no need for a middle person to help make that trade happen. Are you? Uh, so I mean, for example, I, I think it was maybe a, a good one anyone can understand. So I'll keep referring to it slightly. But you know, with with Craigslist, for example. They don't really have any kind of knowledge or, as far as I know, care in knowing if a trade was successful or not. It's been a long time since I've used it, so I can't quite remember. But, um, do, does, does something like AirSwap want to know? Do you, do you have an interest in knowing that uh, a trade was successful and thus knowing that the two parties are... Well, it'll be on the blockchain, right? The, so yeah. when the trade happens, it's through yeah. an atomic swap and you see it publicly on the blockchain. So I think this is the fundamental difference then. I, I guess this, this is, is the fundamental difference. Yes, yes the, the analogy only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got to, down to the, the, yeah. the, the real difference here. Yeah, yeah that's okay. right. That's right. Sure. Okay, so explain to me um, how uh, – so is, are you creating your own blockchain here or using a public blockchain or – No, it's public. it's public. So everybody sees the trade. Okay. And what are you using to create that out of interest? Uh, you mean like the source code? And the, you know, are you using what? another platform for for the blockchain? Are you using? No, that's a, it's it's our our platform. So okay. yeah, so it'll be our, our platform that we're building out. In fact, there's a a roadmap, a technology roadmap um, that we've published publicly, mm-hmm. um, and it lists what we're doing each quarter. And we're running. We're happy to say that we're running on time um, on that. So. Now, I mean, I, I go to a lot of uh, blockchain meetups here in Berlin. There's quite a lot. And to be honest with you, almost every time I go, I hear about something I've never heard of before. So, <laughs> so <Right. laughs> the one on your site at the moment is the swap protocol. I think you mentioned it already. That's uh, right. A peer-to-peer protocol for trading Ethereum tokens. I'd not heard of that before. I mean, it's a, a very clear name for once, which is nice. Yep. And, yeah. <laughs> so uh, could you maybe explain quite what? Well, I don't know if it needs any more detail, but uh, basically the detail has been a very, we kept it very straightforward and clean and easy to understand for, and look, I agree with you. There are a lot of, I I go to a fair number of meetups and sometimes after, you know, listening to somebody for an hour, I thought, I think I get more confused at the end of the, at the end of the session than I was in the beginning. So we we tried to, we tried to adopt a a different approach where things are clear, clean and simple. Um, is, so is just reading our own, white paper, everybody just gets it right away. Is swap your own protocol or did you make yes, it? Yes, it is. Or? Yeah. And well, is, the, sorry, the, the, the co-founder has made it, Don, yeah. Don Mazzaitis yeah, and sure. Michael Oka, yeah. And is that um, available for other decentralized exchanges to use or? 
You mean if it's open source? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, but the, the, um, there are, there, there are nuances in what we're doing with it when it becomes rollout to the public. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and, um, also probably worth mentioning that the beta has already, uh, been released mm-hmm. and it's been really successful. People have used it. There's been no, no bugs or anything of the sort. And, um, and our main net, uh, where people are actually trading, um, there are around 40 very active yeah. people in our community who are using the main net and that's, that's been successful so far. So we're very excited to, to let that go in public. Um, I mean, actually, so I am these days mostly a Safari user. So I just opened up your beta and find I need to uh, go to Chrome for to use uh, MetaMask, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, which I do, have, I do have installed in Chrome. Um, yeah. uh, maybe, so what was your decision using MetaMask? And maybe just to very, very briefly uh, explain to anyone who doesn't know what MetaMask is. Yeah, that would be a good question that I could bring um, one of the engineers for. Her name is okay. Deepa, and I will I'll bring her sure. uh, over in just a few moments. Um, but I was I was thinking perhaps I should give you some information about um, the people behind AirSwap and the and the reasoning why we chose them. They're fairly well known people. But in the meantime, our very star engineer Deepa is on her way here to ask answer that very question. So let okay, me actually, well in the in the meantime I'll I'll ask you one other uh, other question then. Um, okay. What uh, I, I've heard quite a few people attempting to start um, decentralized exchanges recently. So, what would you say will be the differentiating factor between? You and um, them and all yeah, of them. Uh, yeah, the, the technical design of our platform is is the purest form of peer-to-peer. And it's okay. the only way, it's the only one right now that um, where you just cannot front run any trades. Um, people have tried to create other decentralized exchanges, but um, I don't think they've succeeded um, to the extent that we have with respect to our design. Um, mm-hmm. But just going back to uh, that uh, more technical question, I shall just... Uh, pass my earphones to Deepa, <laughs> who is going to, and hopefully she won't mind that. <laughs> my ears are clean, don't worry. <laughs> uh, hey, how are you doing? Good. Um, so uh, what questions did you have? Um, I'm an engineer on the AirSwap uh, team. So. Yeah, so actually I was um, just interested in knowing um why you decided to use metamask for the trader and i so actually this is uh i'm recording this for a podcast but also for an article so uh maybe just very very briefly explain what metamask is as part of that as well sure so um metamask is an in-browser extension for both chrome and firefox that allows individuals to essentially make transactions on the Ethereum blockchain Mm -hmm. in a fairly easy manner and that they're able to effectively load their private key information. Um, And given that I would say the majority of individuals use MetaMask for a lot of their Ethereum transactions, um, we felt like that was a good way to, good um, approach to take um, by, by incorporating MetaMask for our token trader. And then as well as we didn't just incorporate them, we also did have the ability to use parity. And with our most recent beta, we will be supporting actually like a ledger hardware wallet. So, so we do want to extend um, our support for different 
wallets uh, for for use of the token trader. Does that kind of answer your? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that's usually the most the reason most people use it is it's easy to get started with. Um, you don't have to do huge network syncs and. Well, that kind of and stuff. I, was, yeah. I was gonna say the alternative, like if someone were to use my Ether wallet, actually, if you look on the my Ether wallet site, a lot of their security protocols and everything, they're actually recommending people to use MetaMask and they or they're or they're recommending individuals to use um like have a hardware wallet. So mm-hmm. I think the industry's kind of moved to best practices where it's like you should not be copying and pasting your private key in plain text yeah. onto onto a browser. <laughs> No, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I think that's the only thing that ever concerned me is just putting so much faith in a in a browser, which <laughs> we do increasingly. Yeah, it's, so, it's, <laughs> I would say we're definitely in the infancy, and so like I think as more platforms start supporting like hardware wallets and actually hardware wallet integration, um, it would honestly make me more comfortable as well for yeah. trying to to like if you're actually trading real value and real. Um, um, items and doing stuff for full yeah. utility and so yeah i i can see where like you'd come from where there's a little bit of skepticism of what's going on so actually i one one thing that uh, is a another question i had i mean you can continue to answer it's fine um how what would you say is the easiest way for people to and very much i'm sort of doing this for a broad audience i kind of know the answer to the question myself i just <laughs> so, um how would you recommend people, you know, uh, move their various tokens and coins from a centralized exchange into a decentralized exchange? Um, what would be um, the easiest way? So I don't want to give. In that, um, I'm not a financial advisor. I, I won't say that I am a full-on expert yeah. for any More decentralized exchanges. <laughs> but I would say, if you look at um, at least for like Coinbase or where I think a lot of individuals, that's their first approach from going from fiat currency into crypto. They actually do support transferring it into another wallet. Um, and so it's it's pretty straightforward to just send the coins that you have in, um, in some centralized institution to another wallet address. And then for that one that you know that you hold it and actually have, um, like if you're the one who owns that wallet, um, I think you can be a little bit more assured that you're going to keep your funds safe. Sure. Um, um, so I would say just export um, to to a wallet that you own, and if you don't necessarily have a hardware wallet, you can use I, you can use platforms such as Jax or like yeah. BitGo as places yeah. to do the storage. Okay. And uh, it's the next question is is not so technical, so it's up to you if you want to pass back to Sam or not. Um, He's actually on the line as well, oh, so okay, cool. no worries. <laughs> which, which was uh, more about. Um, I think the thing that interests me with the decentralized uh, model is how does does one how does a platform determine value? Uh, is it very much up to the each user, or which is you know not a particularly new model? I mean, users, people in a trade defining what something is worth is, is nothing new. Um, or do you have like a, a, a guidance, a, a kind of um, someone is asking fifty dollars per X coin. That's crazy. <laughs> so no, or is it very much up to each user? Well, we do have something called an oracle that makes price suggestions. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So that that will that will give sort of a range of uh, sanity 
terms of pricing. So if someone is completely off uh, with their number uh, like versus the Oracle, then the, uh, the buyer will likely not uh, finish that transaction. Sure, I think I've forgotten that aspect. Yep, okay. Cool. But, um, I, think it, I think it's worth mentioning that um, there are many people, many people who are, are trading these tokens and paying these crazy fees. It's probably worth mentioning Airsoft has zero fees. I don't think they, um, I don't think they realize that decentralized exchanges is an alternative to trade mm. tokens. And this is something that will change this year. Um, and so there will be a liquidity migration we believe from uh, centralized exchanges to decentralized exchanges. And I think that's going to be, we're, we're pretty certain that's going to be a theme um, later on this year when, uh, when this new model becomes available to the public. And um, I guess just on a, a business question, so I'm assuming you make your income from listing fees. No, actually. So uh, we will eventually think about perhaps having a more uh, premium uh, model that's for professional traders, mm -hmm. um, in which we will, uh, in which there will be some fees. But for the time being, uh, this is going to be brought as a no fees situation. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I'll, I'll... it's probably worth mentioning that. Uh, not not all platforms need to charge fees to have inherent value. Uh, yeah. WhatsApp WhatsApp was sold for twenty billion dollars. Oh no, <laughs> I know they don't. But I guess to sustain themselves in the long run, you kind of hope they do. I that's, don't know. It's an interesting. No, that, that's true. That, no, you're right. But we did sell thirty six million dollars um, um, worth of ether in our token sale, and yeah. that, that thirty six. Okay, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, has actually gone up, but since we sold yeah. on October 10th when ETH when the ETH price was around 280, it's now well over a thousand. So yeah. Yeah. having yeah. around the hundred million dollars worth of ETH is, makes it. Very it's actually possible a good point. To, I mean, yeah. it, to, to be honest with you, I think um, uh, kind of this is going a bit broader here, but um, in many respects, a lot of the the problems that the technology space has experienced in the past, well feels like the past year, but I think it was um, kind of bubbling under before that, is that um, that uh, too few people were kind of holding too much control. And in some respects, the, right. the, the VC model of funding was really fueling that. And oh, absolutely. Constant drive I, for, for I income. I completely agree with you. And if we look at uh, something as maybe more clear-cut as Patreon or Kickstarter, where people fund the things they're interested in because it right. brings them value... Uh, it's a nice kind of continuing the process. It's like, well, so yes, we as a platform make no direct income on anything you do, but once a year or whatever it is, we have a um, a token sale, and if, right, if that's you exactly like what right. We do then fund us for the next year. You know, it's like how podcasts and many things run as well. And I think it's kind of a yeah it's no i think that's absolutely yeah. right there's a much better alignment of interest when it's done that way yeah. between the users of the platform and the, the people who are operating the platform in the in the old vc model which by the way has been completely disrupted yeah. by the whole token sale yeah i know, I know. Uh, space <laughs> and, and and for good reason and and, yeah. and thank goodness because the 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 misalignment of interest between vcs and tech firms have made it such that tech firms have to be very um 
they couldn't they couldn't think of a long term vision because they were just getting too much heat from their mm. from their VC shareholders to make money as soon as possible, and that created a misalignment of interest between or an adversarial relationship really between yeah. the tech firm and their users. So. Yeah. We avoided that by not having any VCs and we yeah. had a, a token sale. And so our alignment of interest with the community yeah. and ourselves is is pretty, pretty good. Maybe one more general question, sure. uh, just because we've sort of gone down this path. <laughs> um, Happy to. Do you, uh, do, does it bother you or does it concern you that the kind of craziness over ICOs and or rising price and a lot of uh, crypto tokens and currencies over the past few months was a, a a messy and noisy distraction from good work that was going on in the community or was it a necessary step and it will kind of you know a lot of people came in the funnel and a few were getting yeah. filtered out but it bought some interesting new blood into the scene as well no i i completely agree with you there's been a lot of noise with all this yeah. um these token sales or some other people some people call it icos as, as you mm. called it but I, I, we see a lot of parallels between today and, and also in the uh, in the mid '90s. Remember yeah, when sure. that came out? There was a lot of noise and a lot of this, all this dot com, and and there are many that did not do well, and there are some good ones that did pretty, you know, pretty awesomely. So yeah. I think um, we've seen that. We see the parallels of that, and that's why we're trying to build an institution here. We're not cutting any corners, hmm. um, and uh, we're just, you know, we're building a real platform that will last for a very long time where people can meet and make trades with each other without a middleman and without fees and without someone in between them, which I think is really the whole spirit of blockchain. Hmm. I think that's a, <laughs> a nice, uh, a nice way to end that. Um, yeah, I will certainly give it a try. I actually, I don't use Coinbase, but I do use another reasonably well-known centralized exchange so, <laughs> so, so which shall not be mentioned <laughs> oh i don't want to mention it just in case i don't know <laughs> don't be paranoid or anything but just in case i get it i get um, it <laughs> so uh in the probably the top 10 i don't know <laughs> so, i'm sure <laughs> um, bearing in mind i mostly am not interested in us dollars which kind of uh limits Got it. My, uh, so yeah um but uh, it was certainly i'm certainly interested to to try some of these with uh you know an initial uh, pool of smaller uh, amounts of tokens here and there just to just to yeah we love that and please yeah. give it give us your feedback we'd love to hear it and no, for, for, sure. for those i think that'll make those... a good article in itself like uh, the experience of, of trying that actually yeah no that'd be great and uh, and please uh, for those who are interested uh if you go to um airswap.io um you can certainly uh, click on the link where you can try the beta we'd love for people to uh, give it a go